Welcome to Finding Our Feet, the Adoption Journal. Hello and welcome to Finding Our Feet, the Adoption Journal. So for everyone out there, before we get started, we're going to make this clear from the start that uh, we are going to keep ourselves anonymous for the series of these podcasts for many different reasons, and I'm sure we'll we'll probably delve into those reasons later on down the line. Um, but for the purposes of uh, identity, we're going to be referring to ourselves as Mr. and Mrs. K. So I am Mr. K. And I am Mrs. K. So Mrs. K, we're here. Hello. First ever episode of the pod. First ever It's exciting. It is exciting. It's the debut, debut episode. Oh, it's just, I'm filled with excitement. Yeah. That does sound sarcastic. <laughs> <laughs> so the the episode that we're going to be doing for the first ever one is going to be titled, How Did We Get Here? So a little bit later on, we're going to be talking about the steps that led us to yeah. choose adoption. Uh, but for now, why don't we tell the listeners a little bit about ourselves? Yep. So why don't you start, Mrs. K? Just give us a, a brief history about who you are. Okay. Well, as we've established, um, my name is Mrs. K and... Um, I'm a teaching assistant at a local primary school near me. Um, I also run the youth alongside Mr. K um, at our church. Um, yeah, uh, we do that every other week, don't we? Yeah, we do. Which is all the fun. Um, what else do? What else about me? Um, what do you like? What, what do you, I like? What do you enjoy? So, I love a hot chocolate, and I feel oh, yeah. like Tell us- I'm a massive hot chocolate fan. Mm. I mean. The most random thing to say about yourself, but mm. I just love them. You've got one right now. Right now, so well, tell I us a little that. bit more about that one that you have. It well had. Um, You've drank it already. I want to be all sophisticated and have a hot drink while we did the podcast, but it's too good. Just this it. this one's my favourite, and it's gone in seconds. I'm like my dad. Uh, <laughs> my dad, um, you have to. He has to basically scold his mouth mm. to be able to drink hot chocolate. If not, it goes down in like a shot, doesn't it? Yeah, just straight down that. That was pretty much what happened with this one. This one was a, a chocolate orange mm. from somewhere um, we go on holiday. Mm. Um, I won't say where, you know, if we're keeping everything. Oh, yeah. Super secret. Super hush-hush. Yeah. But it's very nice. So if you're listening to this, you're going to have to try out all the different hot chocolates. <laughs> to try and find it. Different one per episode. But yeah, so I'm a massive chocolate hot... Wait, chocolate hotter, mm. hot chocolate lover, yep. um, as well as uh, enjoying a coffee shop. I can't say that coffee shop trip. Oh yeah, once in a while, you know, I don't like to go too many times, so probably like once a week. That's quite regular, I would say. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I but probably, you don't drink coffee. I don't. I I'm usually having. will go for um, a hot chocolate, a hot chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> or or um, a cup of tea, decaf tea mm. with with soya. Milk. Um, Lovely. Yeah, don't know why. You know, that's me. Um, but I'll have a cup of tea and a cake or a hot chocolate. I can't, I'm not one of those people that can have hot chocolate and a cake. That's right. that's too... I'm, I've got a sweet tooth, mm. but that's taken, that's that's too far. It's taking a biscuit. It's, I'm not you might the say. world's biggest fan of a biscuit. No, are you? No. Cookie, a nice... I'm going to say the word. Some people don't like it, but a nice moist cookie. Oh, yeah. It's very nice. Mm-hmm. But yeah, cake, cake, chocolate... Um, anything sugary basically yeah. um, I'm a fan of um, I also like musicals um, mm-hmm. probably I don't know which one of my favourite do love a bit of Blood Brothers mm. Blood Brothers is great but Grease is a timeless one as well mm. but then we, we do enjoy singing a bit of Wicked together oh uh, yeah I love a bit of Wicked yeah it's Wicked <laughs> it's, it's so Wicked 
No one mourns the wicked. No, well, absolutely. Um, I'm not going to try and say any lines because I'll get them wrong. Yeah. And Probably for the best. Yeah. Anything else that you'd like to tell anyone? Um, you'll, you'll list off loads of things that you do. Um, we have a dog. Sorry, yes, that that's is, probably going to deafen that's everyone. That's worth pointing out. We have a dog. Um, he's our little furry friend. Um, we treat him pretty much like a child. Yeah. Don't we? He's our little fur baby. Um, he's a good boy, bless him. He is. So there you go. So that's about me, really. I like f- spending time with my family and friends. I'm really excited like that. It sounds, yeah, well done. Giddy on. I don't sound that excited, do I? But there you go, that is me. That's you. What about you, Mr. K? Tell us about yourself. Well, um, so I am a physiotherapist. I work with people who have had a neurological impairment. So it could be a brain injury or a stroke or uh, some sort of neuropathy where your nerves get damaged. So really anything that involves the neurological system. So I do that on a a Monday to Friday basis. Mm Mm-hmm. And outside of work, I enjoy football. Nice. So I'm a big football fan. You are. Um, you are. So I'm a Southampton fan. So Don't we know it? Yeah. I've seen them through the good Thick times and, and the bad times. Mostly the bad times. There's so many songs I want to start singing right now. So I, I am a big Southampton fan. I also enjoy reading um, and... I enjoy walking. So I do a lot of walking. I'm currently trying to climb every mountain in England. So anyone who really cares about that, I can give them more information, but I'm not going to bore people on the podcast with it because it is a little bit, it's a bit nerdy in a way. So I'm not going to bore people with that now. But yeah, I'm basically trying to climb everyone. There's 257 and I've done 87. It's pretty cool though. So I'm on my way. Ain't no mountain high enough. So many songs. Um, And yeah, that's pretty much all about me really. So now that we've established who we are in some manner, Yep. Why don't we talk a little bit about how did we get here? So why don't you just start us off at the beginning of the journey and then we'll we'll talk a little bit about that. Yep. So how did we get here? Yeah, we both agreed in 2020 that um, I'd come off the pill, which I did in like the July time, I think. Um, and so, you know, um, we tried... <laughs> <laughs> for a baby you, you make it awkward even I'm just on, so awkward like, I'm so talking. awkward Ugh. so we uh, start trying um, Walla Walla Bing Bang um, God, <laughs> and um, obviously um, hence kind of this podcast things weren't happening the way we thought not said hoped let's mm. say thought Um Basically, to cut a long story short, um, after a few um, months, I started um, getting some weird symptoms, didn't I, that were very unusual and quite concerning. Um, And so that led us to the doctors, which led us to um, scans, led us to consultations, which then led us to um, diagnoses, which basically I was diagnosed with two very rare conditions which genuinely blew my mind the day that I got them um so I'm you're gonna have to say uh, the first one because I always get it wrong but I'm diagnosed with one condition called uterus or uterus what is it yeah uterus diadiphysis diadiphysis so that basically um if you haven't already just now googled it is um 
I've got two uteruses and two cervix because, you know, if anyone knows me, I like to be different. Um, just to add to that, um, 30% of people that have this condition have something wrong with their kidney or there's a 30% chance to have something wrong with their kidney. I'm one of those people, apart from I don't have anything wrong with a kidney, I don't have a kidney. So I'm missing a kidney through my whole life. I've only got the one on my left side. Mm. But that's exciting. That was the part that made me cry um, at my consultation, being <laughs> told all these things. It was the kidney part that I was just like, this is too much now. I can't handle it. But anyway, I'll stop boring you about the kidney sitch. But basically, uterus... Um And... <laughs> And then I was also diagnosed on the same day with another rare condition, which is called imperforated. Uh, it basically it's an imperforated hymen. Mm-hmm. Um, sounds horrific, um, but basically um, one because I've got two. Right. One of my I love how you're saying this as if you yeah, I'm no, telling I'm, you for I'm, the first I'm, time. I am. It's fascinating. Though. Um, my right side was blocked from birth, so basically. As you, female talk here, but once I started my period at a teenager, um, if you can think, I went straight on the pill because I was having a bit of, um, I was having some problems, so they just put me on the pill. Mm -hmm. And so the pill really did mask these symptoms because these symptoms should have been shown straight away. But basically, um, so for over 10 to 12 years, I've just had a build-up of every monthly cycle, let's say. And so my right side was in a terrible, terrible way. Mm. To the point where I had to I had to have emergency surgery because my uterus was possibly about to burst or rupture, if not get something like sepsis. Yeah. So I don't know how I managed ten to twelve years without knowing a thing like mind blown. But yeah, so um, had emergency surgery. But yeah, I kind of feel like the way we got here, because we don't want to say too much about kind of choosing adoption, because I think we want to talk about that next yeah. time, isn't it? But I feel like um, the lead up, obviously, it went from trying for a baby. We had to put everything on hold, didn't we? TTC. TTC, hashtag. That was one of the uh, first things I learned. Yeah, there you go. Well, you know. We're in the family of Trying TTC. Trying to conceive, if you're wondering what it was. There you go. But um, yeah, we had to put everything on hold, didn't we? Which was really difficult. Yeah. Well, I think I struggled more so with that side of things than you. In the sense of I was very emotional about the fact that we weren't getting pregnant. Whereas you were like, Mrs. K. Yeah. Your health is so much more important. Yeah, yeah. And that, yeah I think that's probably one of the things that we've maybe learned from the last... Um, the last two years or so has been that actually, it, you know, it would be amazing for us to start a family, but the fact mm. that we're both healthy and yeah. well, it yeah. went from a it went from a um, a difficulty in conceiving to then actually just your welfare quite quickly, didn't it? So well, I think it escalated yeah. Very so quickly, I think yeah. when when you sort of say that we had to put our plans on hold a little bit, that mm. in a way doesn't fully reflect what actually happened in the sense that, you know, you you need you needed to be well yeah. before we could even think about starting a family. Yeah, well, I think it was... It, it's, it's just so weird reflecting on that year because I was so poorly. Like, I can't... Like, this time a year ago, I was very ill, 
basically, um, in the lead up. I don't think I'd had my diagnosis yet, but like I'd become really, really ill with my symptoms. Um, I think around this time last year, I was possibly having my MRI, my emergency MRI. Um, and I just remember I was so ill, wasn't I? Like mm. to the point where I couldn't move. Like, I don't know how, I mean, I was finishing a master's degree. Like yeah. I genuinely don't know how I did it because mm. I felt horrific. Like, I can't even describe the pain. Mm-hmm. I was in... I've never felt pain like it. Yeah. It was horrific. Yeah. So, like, yeah, it was It was a really tough year. And I don't I, I don't think we give ourselves justice for what we went through mm. as a couple. Yeah, like, yeah. me physically, but also you being the support. Like, I feel like you went through a lot. But me being the female going through it, I think, sadly... Sometimes you kind of got, not neglected, but forgotten about. Yeah, although I think that's probably just a nap. I think that is just something that happens even if you would have got pregnant. Yeah, Be- true. You know, because in a way, like, you, if you'd have fallen pregnant, everyone would have been about you. It would have been about how's the pregnancy going and, and baby showers and all yeah. that stuff, isn't it? So in a way, it's sort of, I think that is just part of... Um, pregnancy trying to conceive whatever yeah it it generally is centered around the female a lot more i think but so you said there about the fact that yeah physical pain was real but then it was real in in that sort of two years yeah what other sort of emotional different or what things did you find particularly difficult during that time or do you know what i mean well like i say i really struggled with the not being able to get pregnant i think I sometimes forgot that I was really poorly and instead was like, I I just really, really struggled with the fact that I wasn't getting pregnant because like, I can't even describe it. Like we said, I was the last one to kind of, out of the two of us, Mm -hmm. to kind of decide that I was ready. But once I was ready, boy, was I ready. Like, I can't describe it, but my, my whole body ached to be pregnant. Like, I know we joked about this the other day, but like, but I've always, always just loved the idea of being pe- pregnant, even from a little girl. I remember being desperate for year after year after year for Christmas, having a pregnant Barbie. Don't even know if these things are, are a thing, but like, <laughs> I just craved an age. You must have got that idea from somewhere. Though, unless, so it must be. unless I just fantasised over being pregnant and thought, well, if I can have a pregnant Barbie. But like... I have always, always, always wanted to be pregnant. And mm. so I really struggled to come to terms with that. And obviously we don't know what our future holds with regards to fertility because like we'll go on to talk about it next time. Mm-hmm. But it's something that I'm still struggling with. And we were only talking about it today. Like we um, in in our kind of close unit... Um, since trying for a baby we think there's been like 12 of our friends and family yeah so i think well roughly 12 to 15 because people you work with as well yeah well yeah i think since since we agreed that we were going to start trying yeah in 2020 i off the top of my head i think i worked out that there's been well if we're including people at my work as well Mm. i reckon there's probably been about 16 wow 16 or 17 people who have had children yeah it's, and cra- it's crazy that's crazy i mean amazing number. amazing and let's not let's not yeah, lie yeah, some of, of course, for some yeah. of our friends it didn't happen yeah, for yeah, very yeah, easily and course, now yeah. they've been blessed with amazing yeah. babies yeah but 
like it, it's just it's just it's just been really difficult because yeah. especially with um with with being in a church setting mm-hmm. um whether you go to church or not like i feel like you, the expect there's an expectation mm-hmm. like you get married young and you start a family mm-hmm. and like i know when we got married so many people were like oh so baby's next baby's next and thankfully I wasn't ready then, so I was just like, oh, yeah, later on or whatever. Yeah. But, like, now it, it's mad because there is that kind of, even in my head, I feel like kind of the society and the kind of community, there's this expectation that mm. you then start a family. Mm. And that's something that I've really, really struggled with. And don't get me wrong, like, I love seeing our friends and families with their kids and children i mean we tend to take on that adopted like auntie uncle or like fun friend and i love it yeah but like i just look it's a comparison thing isn't it yeah i look at them and my heart literally aches Mm. like it's so so sad because i kind of feel like but this isn't this isn't how yeah it should be like i should be able to like we're we're young we're we're healthy like Mm -hmm. Why? Why can't we? I mean, I think that's something that I've massively struggled with. Is the question why me? Yeah. Especially with my diagnosis, like that's something it took me ages. And I have good days and bad days, but oh my goodness, I couldn't accept my body the way mm, it was. Mm. I hated my body. Mm. And do you feel that now you've come to more acceptance? I, I thought so. I, yes and no. Some days, yes, mm. because again. I feel like I'll talk about it next time. I'll say it now briefly, but like, I'm grateful for my condition because it's it's led us to our decision. Yeah. And without it, I don't know if our heads will have gone to... Well, I think it, they would have done if we had struggled to mm-hmm. conceive because I think I've always said like adoption's always been yeah. in my heart in the mm-hmm. sense of I've always... It's never been like a... Oh, I've never thought about that. Like, yeah, yeah. like I remember, I remember talking to somebody at the beginning um, of us trying, and I was like asking them for like advice and stuff like that because they they'd been struggling, and I'd said, "Oh, um, like, have you ever considered adoption?" And they were like, "I can't believe you're even thinking that that right now." And yeah, I'm like, so "It's always, always been mm-hmm. a thought in my head." Mm-hmm. So, kind of going back, going back on myself, I I'm so grateful. For my condition because actually when the day comes that we bring baby k home it's going to be amazing so mm. i'm so grateful for that yeah. but i definitely have days where i just hate my body mm. and i might get a frog in my throat now like i just it go i go back to that when i see when i'm like when we when i see other people with their children mm-hmm. and and especially those that i know it happened quite easily for yeah not not saying that in a insensitive way but um it just it just happened for them i do just think mm. why why can we be them mm. not that i'd want them to be us but like why can we be the same as them mm-hmm. um and that's been a struggle yeah 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 and i think it's probably worth us talking about that a little bit in terms of the 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 feelings that you have when you're struggling to start a family mm. and you see other people starting a family and the like if if there's anyone listening who who's been in that situation where you know maybe it's not worked or it's taken a long time you'll you'll understand what we're saying um but i think it's important to talk about because 
it's a really uncomfortable situation because you, you know, if there's people who you're really close to or that you care a lot about and you see them starting a family, you're, yeah. you're obviously happy for them. Yeah. Um, and you're, you know, excited for their journey and you, you know, you want to meet their mm. child and that, you know, that is all genuine. Um, but I think that there's always a small part of you that it's a, just a reminder as to what you've not got. And I think then that yeah. can, I know I've had to be quite careful to not distance myself from people yeah, because the the immediate reaction is, well, this is hurting me a little bit. So I'm just going to distance myself yeah. from it. But it's finding that balance between, I want to celebrate this person's oh, so achievement hard. and their baby. Yeah. But I also need to protect myself a little bit Look, as well. I still get it now. Like I genuinely still get it now. I had to come off Instagram for a bit because... I was seeing too too many baby newsers, and even though we've decided to go down this route, it's obviously taken like our whole our whole journey to having a child has taken so long. Like in the scheme of things, when if you if it happens for you straight away, say you, when you're trying to conceive, like you get pregnant, say say we got pregnant straight away, like mm-hmm. first month, it's nine months, and then you're mum and dad. So if mm-hmm. we think if that happened to us two years ago, nearly, mm-hmm. that's mad. Whereas, like, it hasn't. And so mm. it's just, re- like, I think it's really hard. And, I mean, I'm, this. Is, well, let's just be honest. Like, I agree. I obviously am happy for our friends and family and people that we know of that aren't, that we're very close to. I'm obviously happy when, like, for, for people. But I wouldn't say I am straight away. As brutal as this sounds, mm. <clears throat> And I hate myself for it. I hate another thing where it's like you're in a vicious cycle. Mm. But like once, and and to be fair, some of my friends that have got pregnant, they, they're very aware of how I might feel. Mm-hmm. And so that they kind of distance themselves in telling me in the sense of like, they've either gone to like a family member or like, I know, right. I know that, um, so then my poor mum has to give me the news. But <laughs> yeah. but um but I know I was speaking to one of our friends who um and I think this is the best idea. Um so heads up for anyone that uh, gets pregnant. <laughs> but um write me a letter. Literally write really? me Yeah, I honestly because if they give me a letter, I'll probably put it through the door because then if you give it me, I'll probably know what you're giving me. But write me a letter because then I have time to process how I'm feeling. Because, right. you know, if I got told to my face, I don't know how I'd show it. Right. Whereas if you give me in a letter form, I can read it. I will be upset. Mm-hmm. I will be jealous. I will hate myself for being upset and jealous. Mm-hmm. Give me a day or so. Mm-hmm. I'd probably message you and be like, mate, congratulations. But it gives me that time right. to just process. And then I'm like, okay. Like, do you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it does. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and again, that's where I think it's important to talk about these things because I wouldn't, if if someone just told me to my face, this isn't Mm. because I'm a better person than you. It's just we process things things differently. differently. Yeah, yeah. And if someone just told me to my face, yeah. Well, for example, some of my friends, a couple of my friends, have had children this week. Yeah. Or the last two weeks, and have just messaged me on WhatsApp, Mm. and that. It doesn't. That's funny, fine for me. Yeah. Um, if someone wrote yeah, but me that, a letter, but that, that's I'd... not to your face. That's what I'm saying. No. Yeah. But even so, like it's imme- it's, it's immediate. It, no. Yeah. So I get what you're saying, but I mean, 
if you were to, telling yeah, me, yeah. if you if you were telling me you were pregnant to my face, yeah, I'd find that really difficult. I'd act through it. But then do you not do you not think you know if um like a, fantastic a close answer. family member or friend oh. had that news to give you, then I'd feel would bad. you not want to receive that news in know. person if so I'm that you could then honest, share that memory with them? If I'm completely honest, I no. have no idea. Right now, I don't know mm. because we our pro our, our situation's been so yeah. hard. Like and we're still mm-hmm. like not at stage one yet. Mm-hmm. Like so, and it, we've just been waiting, which mm-hmm. is no fault of anyone's, but it's just been unfortunate that we've had to wait because of situ- s- a certain situations. So yeah. I still feel so distant from becoming a mum. So the idea, I don't know. I, I don't want that to put anyone off telling me, but I just don't know how I'd mm. react. I, I genuinely don't know. Yeah, because that's the thing, isn't it? And I think if there's anyone who's listening to this who is not in the situation that we're in, but actually finds themselves in a situation where to tell they are pregnant and they need to tell someone who's yeah. in a difficult situation. I think that can be hard because oh, I, I you don't want wouldn't... to be seen to be yeah. sort of rubbing it in someone's face, but then you also don't what? want to be seen to be ignoring someone. No, and also so... is there happy news? So mm. why shouldn't they? And that's why I don't want it to be like, I don't want me to, the what I've said to be like, I'm saying don't be happy. Like, obviously, that's their news. But that's why, in a sentence, I feel like if you write me a letter, I've, I feel like I'd really appreciate it because you've thought, you've thought of, like, mm. my needs. Mm. And also, it means that you can be happy mm-hmm. knowing your news. And you can tell people in the way that you're going to get the reaction you deserve. Mm-hmm. But then it gives me time to process. And then I will give you that reaction. Right. No. Yeah, no, I yeah, it's just I, to me but, that seems like a very long-winded way of doing it. But if that's yeah, you know, but we're different what, people, aren't yeah. we? Like, yeah, yeah. I'm a very emotional person. Yeah. So like, I don't know. We're just different people, yeah, no, yeah. and and I think that's what's worth pointing oh, out. I'm is now that, worried that no, no, <laughs> it's becoming some sort of argument. I know. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, I think it's worthwhile talking about this here because yeah. it demonstrates that. Different people respond in different ways. Well, I was going to say that's not news. that's not for everyone, and someone probably has more strength than me to just take it. But I just don't. I just don't know how I'd react because when when I've when I've seen baby news and stuff like that recently, mm-hmm. it's absolutely broke my heart. Mm-hmm. I'm obviously happy for them, but I'm still not a mum. Yeah. I'm. And even, like some people might say, "Yeah, oh, but you're 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 adopting, so you're in the process," but it's so it's been like i think where we are now Mm. maybe in a couple of months time when we're through whatever yeah i might feel differently but right now Mm. it's taken us forever to get to Mm. it we i just feel like yeah i i don't know i feel like i'm just repeating myself no no i I know what you're saying and i think that another thing that's probably worth talking about is that the journey to starting your family is is so dramatically different when you naturally conceive to when mm. you choose to adopt that that looks very different and i mm. think that we've noticed that yeah that if if you um you know naturally conceive and give birth that your um pregnancy is is sort of filled with going to the hospital for scans oh, looking at the child your yeah. family sort of having those milestones yeah. of the scans and then having like a baby shower or having a uh, Although we can have an adoption shower. But, but do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's very... 
um, everyone's because you know you're visibly pregnant. Everyone's oh, aware of, as to your progress, and yeah. it it's it feels like a sort of um, everyone's involved almost. Whereas yeah. we've felt a little bit that I mean, you know, we're still at the very start of this journey, yeah. but that the the journey to adoption is a lot more is a lot slower. Mm. But you're also a little bit more isolated in a way as well because not as many people can relate to what you're going through. Yeah, but also it's it's just harder to see, like people can't see where you're at right in the journey. I pushing down my top and then put, I'm adopting. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a, a gradually bigger cushion. But you know what I mean? Like people can't see yeah. where you're at. And so it, it, I think maybe some people feel a bit awkward talking about it because oh, they don't totally want to upset you. I, I get mean? that. It, it's, totally the journey that. just looks very different. And I yeah. think that's, that's it's, becoming clear. It's funny you should say about the naturally getting pregnant being different because that just hit me like to what i did yesterday um so yesterday we were at our we, we were with our kind of church friends well, we've got like we go to a life group don't we and we're having a classic bring and share mm-hmm. and um we were just talking about well they were talking about their children and their birth ex- like experiences and mm-hmm. stuff like that and i was just saying about how desperate i am i'm all i'm just so desperate to know what a maternity ward does look like yeah, yeah. I, I like again I've just been so desperate to be pregnant. Like mm. I am so interested and so, so I suppose curious because mm. that might happen for us one day, but it might not. Mm. And I think that's something that I possibly haven't grieved yet because we don't know what we're going to do yeah. in the future. But so I silly, I stupidly um, decided to YouTube um, maternity wards and watched a tour around one the one we would go to mm-hmm. um, if I had a baby. And I mean, I just came to bed in that crying. Yeah. Which was really silly. But you do silly things yeah, like that. Do, but yeah, which I yeah. think you do in any situation. Yeah. Like, weirdly, I hurt myself more by doing things like mm. that. But it tortures me. Mm. But I just wanted to. But then it also made me think about when I went for my first gynecology appointment, mm-hmm. I... It was during COVID, wasn't it? So I had to go on my own. Yeah. And obviously at this point, well, at this point, we thought I might have cancer, didn't we? Yeah. Um, And so I was obviously terrified. I was terrified of the idea of, well, whatever the future might be. Mm-hmm. Um, And I remember walking in, thankfully with a mask on. And I, so we were having this conversation yesterday as well um, mm. at the Life Group. But um, I remember walking through... And obviously to get to the gynecology ward, because they're all kind of interlinked, I had to walk through, um, I don't even know what it's called. Labour suite or... not? Well, you can walk through kind of th- that area, but I went through the other door, which was basically all pregnant women and their partners yeah. coming out like with massive smiles on the face, looking at their scan pictures. Mm-hmm. And so as I was walking in, they were walking out and mm. like there was like queues of like dads waiting outside and oh my God. Gosh, I just, I walked down that corridor sobbing Mm. Um, because I was obviously terrified as well because it was the first time I'd been to the hospital for like, and and whatever. Which is daunting in itself. It's daunting in itself. And I didn't have you. You had to sit in the car. Mm. I just, all I wanted was you to hold my hand and I couldn't have that. Yeah. yeah. It was horrible. And so it, it's just really difficult. It's just really hard and I, yeah, I'm worried that I've said something that makes me sound like a crazy woman. But no, like... no, not at all. I think I think the what we've established is that 
it's really hard. Yeah. And like the if if people are, are listening who um, manage to get pregnant, then that that in itself is a massive challenge because oh being pregnant goodness. is a huge thing and it's getting and, pregnant and giving birth and having a child from birth is a massive thing like we're yeah. we're definitely not undermining those things it's just for us it's, it's different and so we're talking about personal experience that we know is, is challenging so yeah. I, I don't think yeah i think that's makes total sense yeah um so what we're going to do now is we're going to have uh some questions so mm-hmm. i've prepared some questions for you yeah and you've prepared some questions for me so let's have a little look at those okay so i've prepared some questions for you and I've, so do you want me to go first because i feel like I've I've spoke quite You've a done lot. Quite a lot of talking, yeah. So yeah, people will be sick of my voice. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> so are we doing one or uh, two or three? Well, let's just see how long they take. Yeah, because I mean, I'll probably actually eat one, and that'll be about ten minutes. So brilliant. So question number one. Um, okay, so yeah, we spoke about a lot of things that I've struggled with, um, but what's been your toughest challenge? Hmm. Um, I think. I think when you were poorly, that was hard because mm. it went. For, if that had just happened without the whole fertility thing, it would have been hard anyway because mm. you were poorly. But then when you added that on top, it yeah. just added to the mix. Pressure, uh, yeah. So that that was tough. Um, yeah. Sort of seeing you upset and unwell Aww. was obviously difficult. Yeah. Uh, so if if I were to pick one specific thing, mm-hmm. it would probably be that. I think. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> you can't be helped. <laughs> well, no, my body is the way it is, I suppose, isn't it? Hashtag two, two uteruses. Two uteruses. Oh, what a, what a, what a thing. Right, okay, that's, yeah, that's fair. What's been the biggest positive for you in this whole situation? If we're going to, you know, let's look at a positive in the this. biggest positive? I think just the fact that because we've gone through difficulties, we've got closer together. Yeah. So we've had to rely on each other more. We've talked more and communicated more. Um, those sort of things, yeah. I think, uh, would be the biggest positive. And I think Decent. the fact that you know now we're in a situation where we're we're adopting. Yeah, that, I think, yeah, that, I think that, that would be is, mine. That's an amazing thing to go through, and we'll talk about that in later episodes about yeah. what that looks like and and why why we're doing it. Yeah. Um, but that would have to be the biggest positive, I think. Awesome. So they're my questions. Okay, let's. Have a look at my questions. First question. <laughs> We've sort of, you've already answered this really, the most difficult moment in the journey. We've sort of talked about that a little bit already. But is there a specific moment that you can think of where you thought that was really tough? Um, Not a specific moment. Yeah, we have spoke a lot about things, but um, something that I really, really struggled with um, and I had lots of therapy on so I was having to have therapy anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but oh, my poor therapist. But for me, um, I'd say um, the so like I said earlier, um, I, ourselves and the consultants thought it could be cancer, didn't we? Mm-hmm. And so I, oh, I really, really, really struggled 
with the idea of obviously death. Um, I shouldn't, but I did. I, but mainly for the fact that me and you not being together, um, and the idea of, um, so the idea of me not being able to give you a family, mm-hmm. um, but then the I, I just absolutely terrified me, which is sounds so selfish. But the idea of you meeting someone else and having a family with them, and then it just me being broken and forgot, it was just, I just really struggled with the idea of not being able to give you what we really wanted, mm. and someone else providing you with that. Mm-hmm. I've my throat's going now just thinking about it. I struggled so much with that. I'd say that was one of the hardest things: the idea of us two not yeah being together mm. and the baby K. Yeah, it's tough. Um, Second question, we're going to finish on a positive. So what has been the most helpful support during this journey? So that could be advice, it could be practical support. What's been the most helpful support? I would say the best thing for me has been genuinely when a couple of my closest friends and do you know what? And my mum and dad, dad will probably like, as I say this, but there's been times where like and your mum actually where I've just sat with whoever and we've just cried mm-hmm. and I massively 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 just felt a validation from that mm-hmm. like when I've <laughs> I'm laughing because I'm just thinking about it now but like what my, my best friend mm-hmm. is like the world's most emotional person these days bless her she'll know who she is if she listens to this but she is such a crier that makes it sound like she cries to anything. But I mean in the sense of I felt so cared for and loved by her because when I'm upset, she's upset. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's okay for me to be upset because she's like she, because she's feeling the emotion too. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not making this up because she's hurting for me, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. So I have genuinely found that when people are genuinely... It sounds like the weirdest thing... But like when I've like talked to like your mum or my mum and dad yeah. and we've just got upset together mm-hmm. because for them, it's not nice to see their children mm, yeah, yeah. struggling. And it's it's been a really hard thing for our parents. Let's mm. like, yeah, yeah. Be, like, be real. Like it's been horrible. And especially for my, like my mum and dad going through my health and stuff like mm. that, like just being able to sit with them and be raw. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm a deep person. Mm. And so... I found massive validation in that. Yeah. So that's been really helpful. Yeah. And I think that'll be knowing that we've got those people around us is going to be really helpful going through the adoption process totally. because obviously we're going to have so many more times where we just need that type of help. Yeah. Is that? Yeah. yeah. Excellent answer. So, so just cry with me basically. So yeah, just cry. <laughs> so that brings us to the end of episode one. How did we get here? So We've sort of spoken about that and, and talked about lots of different topics in, yeah. in that whole thing in terms of the challenges that you might face if you're struggling to conceive, how you might help someone who is if you're mm-hmm. pregnant or how you might talk to them about yeah. it. Uh, so next time round, we're going to be looking at why we've chosen adoption. And yeah. we'll talk a little bit about why we've gone through that route and yeah. the sort of decisions that led us to that and the, the reasons why we, we chose that. So yeah. until then, see you later. Bye.